All right, guys, it is so good to be in the house today. Can I just take it in for a moment? Like, wow. I know that, that might feel awkward for you, but it's amazing for me. Because I'm just like, so, so with everything that's happened over the past couple of years, looking around this room and seeing all of you filling up this room is just such a beautiful thing. You guys give yourselves a round of applause for, it's beautiful, beautiful. And for those who don't know me, by the way, my name is Junior, and I get to be one of the teaching pastors here at Journey Church, which is one of the best churches in our city. Come on, Journey has changed my life. You know, I came in here eight years ago broken, and God started moving in my heart. And I also get to be the national coach for some can call overcome addiction through the power of Jesus and through the 12 steps. And as a matter of fact, this week, actually, at the end of this week, Friday, I'm going to be in Norfolk, Virginia, planting a church to help addicts and alcoholics. Come on. And then next week, I'm going to be up in Boston for all you Boston folks up in the house. And we're going to be planting a church to help addicts and alcoholics in Boston. God is on the move. But I just want to let you know, Journey, it's because of you that I get to do this. See, eight and a half years ago when I came into this place broken, dealing with addiction, struggling, you loved on me. You didn't judge me. You walked alongside of me. You discipled me, and because of that, today when God has called me to go, I have what I need to go out there and make a difference. So Journey, thank you guys for loving people right where they're at. You don't judge people, you just love on them. And real quick, I just wanna give a shout out to my wife. My wife Mandy is amazing, honey, I love you. I just gotta let y'all know. So yesterday, God changed the message up on me. All right, so I had been working for weeks to get this message together. And then yesterday, God just came in and said, we're going to go this way. Come on, who knows that sometimes God's just going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to go this way. Right? And, and how quickly you can pivot. I ain't going to lie to you, I was anxious. Right? I'm like, Lord, I have been studying. I don't know what I'm going to do. Here's how awesome my wife was. I was here by myself yesterday, right? And I'm trying to get this message, and I couldn't. And my wife FaceTimes me, and she's like, honey, just tell me the message. I'll hear it out. And she sat there and listened to the message. And guess what she did? She gave me advice. She practically wrote the whole entire message. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So if the message is good, it was me. If it was bad, it was my wife. <laughs> Wait, I got that backwards. Hold on. So if the message is good, it was my wife. It, if it was bad, then I messed it up. Okay, that one's right. That one's right. Okay, great, great, great. So guys, today I'm excited that I get to wrap up this Awaken series where we're talking about being awakened and awakening this city and going out there and making a difference in our city. And God has called us to go out there to live on purpose and to make a difference. And when they asked me to be part of this series, and I got to tell you, they said, Junior, we're doing an Awaken series. And we've got John Maxwell starting off the series, Josh Renee in the middle of the series, and we want you to be at the end of the series. And I said, come on, yeah, I ain't got to say no more. You got John Maxwell and Josh Renee? Jay and Jay? Come on, you got John Maxwell, Josh Renee. You know Jesus is in the house. You got to throw Junior in. Come on, four J's. We're going to wrap this baby up. We're going to awaken this city today because we're going to go out there and make a difference. But here's the thing. Week one, John Maxwell encouraged you to go. He said, you need to go out there and you need to share your story and you need to make a difference and you need to go love on some people that don't look like you. Right, week two, 
Josh came here, and he also empowered you and said, hey, you need to go, right? Help people to understand the Bible, read the Bible. You need to go. And see, Jesus in the Great Commission, if you guys don't know it, it's Matthew 28. I'm going to put it up on the screen so we can read it together. It actually says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So here's the thing. John Maxwell told you to go. Josh Renee told you to go. Jesus Christ commanded you to go. Let me ask you a question, Journey Church. Have you gone yet? Have you gone yet? Because the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about you need to go and make a difference. My question to you is this. The messages have been good. I've heard them. Have you gone yet? And, And see, the thing is that it can be hard to go, can it? Like, like sometimes we get nervous when we have to go tell other people about Jesus or tell them our story, can't we? Like I remember when I was first asked to go and share my story. I got to tell you, all I could remember is how broken I was. So I sat there and when they're like, hey, Junior, go tell your story. I'm like, well, here's the thing, guys. Like, I don't know enough theology. I, I, I'm not good enough yet. I'm still doing things that aren't really good. So when I, then I'll. Come on, you ever play that game? When I have it all together, then I'll go. When I stop yelling at my kids in public, then I'll tell them about Jesus. How I look yelling at my kids and do you know Jesus? Right? Come on, I'm just saying, when I, then, then I'll. Right? And see, it's funny because eight years ago, Pastor Matt Tumas, you may have heard this story, came up to me and said, Junior, I want you to lead a small group. And I looked at him and I said, man, I appreciate it. No. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. He's like, come on, I need you to lead a small group. I said, I said, no, 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 no. See, I'm still too broken to lead a small group. See, when I, then I'll, right? When I know enough of the Bible, I don't know enough, right? When, when, when I get my act together, I'm not, I ain't there yet. He's like, come on, Junior, I need you to lead a group. And I said, okay, Matt, here's the real reason. Y'all, y'all want to hear the real reason? Oh, here's the real reason. This, this is what had happened. What had happened was, at the time, right, I had overcome alcohol and drugs. So I had overcome a lot of stuff. But here's the thing. I was still struggling with smoking cigarettes and listening to Tupac. Okay? So, so I told Matt, I said, Matt, how is going to look if me as a Journey Church representative, group leader, is in my car at a stoplight, bumping Tupac, smoking a cigarette, and somebody pull up from my small group talking about some, is that our small group leader? I think he might need Jesus in his life. There is something wrong. Mama, he got a cigarette and Tupac? But, but here's the thing. So I didn't feel like I was good enough because the reality is here, I struggled. Anybody in here struggle? Like, we still got some issues. So I said, when I, then I'll. But here's the thing, Pastor Matt Tumas loved me enough to say, well, Junior, here's the thing, I already signed you up. <laughs> I said, sir, you cannot. I didn't know, I can't do it, man. I said, but here's the thing, I'm going to embarrass you guys. Well, what if I don't live up to you? He's like, here's the thing, if you wait until you're good enough, if you wait until you're perfect, you never will. Here's the thing, you need to step out in faith. And as you step out, you're going to see yourself differently, and then you're going to change. And I got to tell you guys, when I stepped out, 
That's when everything started to change for me. I said, I'm a leader. I can't listen to Tupac like this. I'm a leader. I can't smoke cigarettes like this. See, Ecclesiastes 11.4 says this, and I love it. It says, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. So here's what I've concluded. Rain, sleet, or snow, you need to go. Come on, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, rain, sleet, or snow, you need to go. Come on, I need you to tell them, right? Rain, sleet, or snow, you need to go. Come on, turn to your other neighbor, your second choice, your second choice. Tell your second choice, hey, you too, rain, sleet, or snow, you need to go, right? Come on, and now eight years later, y'all, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Come on, and eight years later, I don't listen to Tupac as much. We in church, I can't lie. I can't lie. Here's the thing, hey, it's a process. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, it's a process. It's a process, right? I'm not perfect, okay? I got a lot, you know, sometimes I listen to my, my, my Christian rap, KB, come on, Lecrae, they be bringing it. Christian rap got better. Back in the day, it was awful. It got better, right? But I'd be lying if I say sometimes I don't dabble in, in some other rap music. Um, you know, now don't go tweeting that. I don't know if y'all still use tweet, Twitter stuff. I don't know what's hot on social media right now. Pastor Junior still listens to Tupac. I didn't say that. I said, I still struggle sometimes and listen to some rap music. I'm not perfect. Turn to your neighbor and tell them it's a process. And see, today on week three, I believe that God is going to empower us to go. And today I'm going to pray for us for boldness to look at the things in our lives that God is asking us to let go of. So if you guys will just bear with me for the next three and a half hours, I'm going to get us there and it's going to be a good day. So let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to step in. Let's do it. God, I just, God, I thank you for the opportunity that we get to be here. Father God, my words have no power without yours. God, I pray that today, God, that you would speak to your children. You have people in this room right now who came to hear a word from you. And God, you're ready to bring the word. I just pray that you would prepare their hearts to receive it. So, Father, give us the boldness we need to look at what we need to look at, to move forward in faith to the thing you're calling us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So now we're going to go back and we're going to look at Matthew 28 together. This is called the Great Commission. And it says this, Matthew 28, 18 and 19. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So there's a lot of great stuff in here, right? Number one, he's with us always, even to the end of the age. And Jesus has all power and authority. But what I want to focus on right here is that word, go. Right? So in Hebrew, in a Hebrew translation, that word go actually means while you are going. So what he's really saying here is, guys, while you are going, make disciples. Don't wait until you think you have it all together. Don't wait until you're perfect. Don't wait until, you know, you stop yelling at your kids to go. While you are going, make disciples. Yes, I know you still cuss. But you used to say 83 cuss words a day. Now you're down to 16. While you are going, make disciples, right? I know you still yell at your kids in public. While you are going, 
make disciples. I know you still watch that show on Netflix. Come on now. Don't make me look up y'all history. But while you are going, make disciples. See, I truly believe that it's in the process as we are going that transformation happens in our life. See, none of us are perfect, are we? See, here's the thing. Jesus knew that about you. Like, don't you think that God already knew how messed up I was and how messed up you were? Not only does he know how messed up we were, he knows how messed up we still are and how messed up we still gonna be. He still knows what we're gonna do next. But here's the thing I need you to know. If you're in this room right now and he has called you, or if you're in this room right now and you haven't said yes to Jesus yet and he's calling you, here's what I want you to know. He's calling you knowing your fault. He's inviting you no matter how broken you think you may be. And here's what I need you to know, man. If you look at the Bible, do you know how broken the people in the Bible were? Like Jesus didn't just step on the scene, look at the 12 disciples and say, okay, I'm going to pray a prayer. And after I pray this prayer, y'all are going to be all set. Y'all ain't going to need me. Y'all going to be good. You're just going to go out there and you're going to be perfect, right? Come on, I don't know if your Bible reads like mine does. But the disciples, Jesus didn't just come up and give them a word one day and they went and, and, and never made a mistake again. No, if you look at the Bible, as Jesus was walking with them, he corrected them. As they were still broken, he did something inside of them. See, it's as we're going that the transformation happens. And see, today I want to look at the life of Peter. Because I love Peter. And here's the thing, if you don't know anything about Peter, I'll just give you a quick snapshot. So Peter denied Jesus three times. He cut somebody's ear off, and he tried to walk on water and fell. Just real quickly, three quick points. That's what you should probably know about Peter. So here's what I can tell you. Peter is not perfect, but yet God still invited Peter to be part of changing the world. And as a matter of fact, Jesus says, hey, on this rock, Peter means the rock, on this rock, I will build my church. So I want to look today at four things that Peter did that actually made him bold. Four things that he did. But before I want to read this scripture, we're going to read Matthew 14, 25 together. And then I want us to actually break it down and really dive in to that scripture and see what Jesus is saying. So Matthew 14, 25, it says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. When did he do it? Immediately it says, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And here's where we're going to park ourselves right here. Verse 28 says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the winds, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, how quickly? Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? So we're gonna break this thing down together. So four things that Peter did that made him bold. Number one, he believed. Right, Peter actually believed in Jesus' word. He believed that when Jesus told him, hey, I want you to come out, that he would be good. See, his faith was not in the water. His faith was on the word of God. Amen? 
Come on, he believed when Jesus said, hey, come out, come on. Anybody in here ever try to walk on water? Right? He believed enough in Jesus to step out of that boat. But here's the thing I want you to see. He also consulted with Jesus before stepping out. He said, Jesus, if that's you, ask me to come out. Let me ask you a question. How often do you consult with Jesus before you step? Come on, four things to make us bold, right? Before he went, he said, Jesus, if that's you, if you're asking me to come into this relationship, tell me. If you're asking me to take this business venture, tell me. If you're asking me to stop going, will you tell me how often do we, before getting into the relationship, before getting into that job, before doing all these, how often do we come out and say, Jesus, is that you? See, Peter believed in Jesus, right? But belief is not it, right? It's not the only thing. Because after he believed, what did he do? He obeyed. Right? It's one thing to believe that God is telling me to break this relationship up. It's another thing to obey it and to actually do it. See, what happened is this. Peter obeyed Jesus, and he stepped out of the boat. And here's the thing. Peter knew that the water couldn't sustain him. I'm going to say that again. Peter knew that the water couldn't sustain him. See, it's not like every day Peter just decided to go try walking on water. Right? He didn't do that. Peter knew the water couldn't sustain him. So he said, here's the thing. God, if you tell me to come, then I'll come. Why? Because he knew that the water couldn't sustain him, but the word of God could. Come on. Some of us, the reason why we keep falling is because we're stepping into things that can't sustain us instead of stepping on the word of God. See, he didn't step out on water. He stepped out on a word. Come on. He didn't step out on water. He stepped out on the word of God. See, I bet you if Peter ever went back to that water by himself without Jesus, tried to walk on it, what y'all think happened? Come on. Because we can't do it without him. Now the question is this. Are you stepping out on God's word? Or are you stepping into things just to step into them, hoping that they'll catch you? Right, God is asking us. He said, hey, step out on my word, because only God's word could sustain him. Number three, he left what was safe, his comfort zone. He left what was safe. See, Peter literally stepped out of that boat. That boat represents his comfort zone. Here's the thing. The other jokers on the boat, the other disciples, they might make fun of Peter and say, hey, Peter, you fell in the water. But here's the thing. Ain't nobody in history but Jesus and Peter ever walked on water, right? Come on. So are you stepping out of the boat? Are you willing to step out of your comfort, to step out of your boat and step into something that you don't know? See, Peter believed, he obeyed, and then he left what was safe and what was comfortable. And I truly believe as we talk about this awakening series for us to really impact the city, for us to really make a difference, some of us are gonna have to leave what's comfortable and step into the unknown. And the last thing he did is this. He didn't try to save himself. He didn't try to save himself. See, if you look at that scripture, you'll realize that as he started to sink, he didn't say, well, I've been swimming since I was five years old, so I'm gonna figure this thing out on my own. I'm holding myself up. I'm going, I'm, I, I could do this, right? I could do it on my own. No, he said, Jesus, help. And it said immediately, Jesus grabbed his hand 
Let me ask you a question. When you're falling, when you feel like you're sinking, when you feel like the winds and the waves are crashing over you, do you try to figure it out on your own? Do do, do you try to keep swimming and keeping yourself above water? Or do you do what Peter did and say, Jesus, help, help. I think there's some people in this room right now where the winds and the wave are crashing over you and you just feel the pressure and the weight of this world coming upon you. And some nights, if you're honest, it feels like you're drowning. But instead of calling out to Jesus, you're trying to figure it out on your own. Now, do you really think that Jesus saved you? He called you? He empowered you to just say, you go figure it out on your own now? See, four things I saw that Peter did that made him really bold is number one, he believed. Number two, he obeyed. Number three, he left what was comfortable. And number four, he didn't try to save himself. And what that did is that made Peter bold. That made Peter bold. And if they have it up on the screen right now, because I thought this was very creative, believe, obeyed, left, and didn't spells out bold. There we go. Okay, yeah. Can can y'all make that out? I saw this moment going a lot differently, by the way. Like, there was just this whole bold and like, whoa, bold, yep. We still got the point. (laughs) Here's the thing. I love it. Peter was bold, but he wasn't perfect, was he? The same way my drawings didn't come out perfectly. Jesus still loves me. He's still for me. but, But Peter wasn't perfect, was he? Neither are you. But my question to you is this, are you willing to go? See, I truly believe that transformation, the breakthrough, the healing that you're looking for is in the process. I truly believe the thing that we're asking God for is in the process. See, sometimes your purpose doesn't come gift wrapped in your preference. Sometimes your purpose looks like the thing you don't want to step into. But here's what I can challenge you and promise you, is when you step out in faith, God will sustain you. And God will do what he said he would do in your life. See, in Luke, Jesus is talking to a group of lepers and he tells them to go. I want you guys to see what happened when Jesus told them to go. Put up Luke 17, 14. It says, he looked at them, he's speaking to the lepers, and he said, go show yourself to the priest. And it says, as they went, they were cleaned of their leprosy. Let me ask you, church, when did they get healed? As they went. I'm going to ask you again. When did they get healed? Come on, Journey. When did they get healed? Come on, Journey. When did they get healed? Come on, Journey, when will you get healed? Okay, some of y'all said they, some of y'all said we, it don't matter. Either way, as we, as they, as we go, the transformation will start to happen in our lives. See, guys, eight years ago, 
while I was still smoking cigarettes, while I was still listening to Tupac, I decided to go. In all of that brokenness, in all of my mess, as I was still broken, as I was still wrestling, I decided to say, God, I'm going to step out in faith and I'm gonna step into whatever you're calling me to. And here's the thing, eight years later, I no longer deal with the drugs I dealt with. I no longer deal with the alcohol addiction. I no longer deal with the cigarettes. I no longer deal with the anger. I no longer deal with watching the things that I shouldn't be watching. I no longer deal with, I still deal with some music. I was honest about that one. But here's the thing, I may not be where I wanna be, but I'm not where I was. And here's the thing. I'm not gonna let where I'm not keep me from doing something where I am. Come on, I'm not gonna let where I'm not keep me from doing something where I am. And my prayer for you is that you guys would be bold enough to step into what God is calling you to. Yes, you may not be where you wanna be, but here's the thing. Don't let where you're not keep you from doing something where you are. Here's what I can promise you. There is something that you can offer someone now. Right now. See, the thing is, like, you know, when I overcame drinking and all that stuff, like, I, I was able to help people that were struggling with that because I overcame it through Jesus, right? Now, I wasn't going to coach them on how to overcome cigarettes because I still struggle with that, right? Come on, some of us, we need to stop giving people marital advice while we're going through it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you know what you need to do, son? You need to, you need to do this. I'm like, uncle, you've been divorced 13 times, bro. Why are you? And you still ain't got it right, right? Come on. But, 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 but he can give me advice on the other things, right? Here's the thing. You may not have all the answers. You may not be a financial guru. Don't go and give people all this financial advice. Give them what Jesus gave you. See, I love Peter and John as they were walking. Somebody that was sitting at the, the gate said, hey, can you give me some money? And I love their response. They said, hey, silver and gold we do not have. But what I do have. But what I do have. Come on, Journey, I'm asking you. What do you have? What's in your hand, Moses? God says, you, you got the staff in your hand. You, you use that. What has Jesus helped you overcome? Were you struggling to sleep at night? Now you can. Were you angry all the time? Now you're not as angry. Did you hate people and now you can stand them? I didn't say you like them yet. It's a process. It's a process. And I talked to some people, <laughs> Junior, I'm still working on it, but I'm here. What's in your hand, Journey? Don't wait until you think you have it all together to go out there and make a difference. Here's what I can promise you. If I would have waited till I had it together, <laughs> I honestly don't know where I'd be today. But I had people that loved me enough to say, Junior, you need to go. You need to go. You need to go. And as you're going, the transformation will come. 
And here's the thing, Journey. God loves you enough and I love you enough to tell you to go. And here's the thing. If you're asking yourself, well, Junior, why should I go? I mean, come on. I had all them other points. Like, if that's not enough, that's not enough, then I'll give you one more. Because Jesus went. Jesus is not just telling you to do something he didn't do. Jesus went. Jesus left the pristine environment of heaven. Talk about comfort zone to wrap himself in flesh, to come on a rescue mission to save you and me. Jesus went. Jesus literally said, I love them so much that I'm gonna give my life, I'm gonna leave my comfort to come down to this broken earth to shed my blood on a cross so that they can live. Why should you go? Because Jesus gave it all. God didn't even spare his own son so that you can live in freedom today. So my hope, my prayer, and my heart journey is that you'll take some time today. As a matter of fact, I've done this before. If I tell you to take some time today, ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. You're gonna leave, you're gonna go to lunch, and you're gonna forget. So here's what we're gonna do. Right now, we're going to take one minute and we're each going to pray. And we're going to ask God and say, God, what are you calling me to? God, what is that step that you're asking me to take? God, who is that person that you're asking me to share my faith with? Come on, it's so easy to not obey God sometimes because here's what I'll tell you. Sometimes I'll be on my way to a meeting about helping people and I'll see somebody that needs help and this voice inside me will tell me, Junior, go help them and I will respond with, clearly that can't be God. I have to go to a meeting to talk about how we help people. God's like, but does the person help him? No, the meeting's more important because we got to talk about how we're going to help him. Guys, how often how often do you hear this voice inside of you that says, hey, give that person a meal. Hey, hey, pray for that person. Hey, stop and talk to that person. That person at work that you don't like, the one that you feel even Jesus doesn't like. Not true, he loves them all. That person, when you feel it in your spirit, Maybe I should tell them something. I know they're struggling. But then we talk ourselves out of it, don't we? No, I, I, I don't want them to, I don't want them to judge me at work. I, I, I don't want to be seen as the person that loves Jesus. And let's be honest, I hate rejection. I, I, maybe somebody else will. Remember, Jesus went. Are you bold enough? Are you willing enough? See, God doesn't look for ability. He looks for availability. Are you available?
So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take one minute and we're going to ask God, who is that person? What is that thing that you're asking me to step into? And maybe it's you. Maybe you're in this room today and you said, hey, I've never made a decision. I don't know who this Jesus is. I've never given my life to him. I didn't even know that he died so I can be free. If that's you, in a moment after the prayer, we're going to have some pastors come out they're going to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus. But before that, we're going to take a minute and we're going to ask God who he's calling us to reach and what he's asking us to do. So if you guys wouldn't mind right now, if you would bow your heads with me. And in this moment, let's ask God what's next. Heavenly Father, we just humbly come into your presence. God, we don't go places. We're sent places. God, we could live anywhere geographically right now. But you have strategically placed us right here where we are. God, I pray that whatever it is that you revealed to them, whatever it is that you awaken them to, whoever that person is that you've been telling them and asking them to talk to, to forgive, to love on. God, I pray right now in Jesus' mighty name that they would step out in boldness, that we would step out in boldness, and that, God, we would step into whatever it is that you're calling us to. God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross to pay for our sins. God, we love you.